Good morning, everybody. This is Charity with Strong Christian Female. And again, I feel a little bit like a cool jazz radio person this morning. I'm not really sure what's going on. I guess if you get my voice before 730 in the morning, it's going to sound a little like Delilah or someone. No disrespect to Delilah. I just I'm not sure why my voice sounds so amazing. Um, Oh, that was completely off topic, but I do want to get on topic, which is talking about comfort. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast, which we posted, um, I say we as if I have the staff to be perfectly frank. It's mostly me, but I posted it and it's talking about comfort. It's talking about comfort. We're going to talk about comfort today, and it's going to get a little uncomfortable. But if you haven't heard that, this might feel a bit disjointed. So you can listen to it as its own thing. Welcome. But if you want to know exactly what it is I'm referring to when I talk about what I was talking about, um, you'll want to go back and listen to that. You'll want to go back and listen to that on your own. Uh, it's very brief. It's not super long. I'm trying to keep these into two parts rather than one long one to really hone in on and respect everyone's time because man, it is not coming. Although, you know, with 2020, I think we've, some of us have freed up some time instead of running around being crazy, going to soccer practice, baseball practice, you know, this, that, the other thing we've slowed down. It has felt um, often lonely But for some of us, maybe it brought at least a little bit of peace. So hopefully I can add to that peace and and in a good way, bring peace to your soul through the word of the Lord, while also riling you up to be the warrior God has called you to be, especially now. Ladies, he is cracking that sky soon. I'm sorry. I know every generation since Jesus left has said that. But wow, it's gonna get crazy. So uh, we need the word, we need the Lord, we need a little bit of a sense of humor. And if you have a radio DJ voice, just bring it to the table, because apparently, that's helpful too. All right, let's go. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. I'm your host, Charity, and this is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus Christ. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Him alone. Not through legalism, not through works, but through His grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the eternal truth of God's Word. So. Whether you're a student, a stay-at-home mom, a grandma, an entrepreneur, whether you're new to the walk of Christianity, or a veteran spiritual warrior, you are welcome here. Let's get started. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back after that little interlude. You guys, I have a lot of energy and it's not because of coffee. I think I'm just like anticipatory. I'm excited. Um, there's a lot going on in the world that's weird. And if you take a step out of the weird and out of the, out of the, what is going on, that little bit of like, either feeling like you're on a roller coaster or feeling like you're in some sort of suspense thriller and you're not sure what's around the corner and you sort of have a bird's eye view of it. It is a fascinating time to be living in history right now. You have a lot of different groups you know, there's the bickering groups, like the social media groups, and you're like, eh. And then there's the real life things. And you guys, they're big. 
They are not small. This is like massive, massive historical chess being played right now. And it is, it can feel really ugly at times and scary because people are showing the team they're playing for. There is no shroud anymore. There is no wizard behind the curtain. That curtain is being pulled back and we are now seeing who and what people serve. And that is why we're talking about getting uncomfortable. Here's the situation. In the podcast the other day, we talked about an occasion, true story, where I was dressed up and nobody else was dressed up. And I'm like, oh no, how did I miss this memo? We're in this majestic, beautiful theater. We are having an occasion. This entire cast is ready to rock. This is the national tour. Everybody is just ready and and, and just has worked so hard. And I came in and I was super fancy with my husband who was handsome and super fancy. And um, turns out nobody else was super fancy. So it was a little off-putting, a little confusing. And for a moment, I felt honestly a little embarrassed. And then I thought, no, I'm not here for them. I'm here for the creator of the show. I'm here for the people who've put in all the work. I'm here for the people who are actually invested on a level that is not simply an observer. So there's a lot of metaphors in there. One metaphor is, who are you equipping yourself for? Who are you living for? Who are you getting ready for? If we're getting ready for the world, for what their message is, for what they're saying, man, people will will whittle you down to mediocrity so fast, you will stop following Jesus at the end of that trail. You will give up the call he has on your life. You will stop being a good parent to your kids. You will just stare at your phone all day and give them something to stare at all day. You will simply exist and not live. And that is what mediocrity does. It it makes us comatose and drunk on the things of the world rather than living vivaciously and passionately for the things of Jesus. It is such a pitfall to seek comfort and blending in Because in that moment, I stood out. And then I realized, I'm not here for you. Worst case is, I'm here for myself. I'm not here to people please. I'm I'm here to give respect and honor to what's going on in the room. Now, there's twofold there. Number one, people will make you feel stupid for not wearing the attire of the group. You know, the same could be true if you're walking in with with, uh, flip-flops and jogging pants to a very formal event, right? They can make you feel stupid and ashamed and embarrassed. Also, they can make you feel like you're trying to one-up other people. Like you are actually someone who's trying to make other people feel bad, which is ridiculous. But that happens in the church a lot. That happens in the church a whole lot more than you think. We get watered down sermons. We get lifeless worship. We get half-hearted leadership. And it's often because everyone has eventually told them to simmer down, calm down. Don't go after the Holy Spirit. Do not lose control of this situation. Do not give the church over to the Lord because you don't know what the Lord's going to do. And heaven forbid the Holy Spirit show up because then, oh my gosh, we might miss our date time for brunch. And I'm being a little sassy when I say these things. I know, but it's true. People care more about what the board says than what the Lord says. 
And that isn't acceptable anymore. 2020 has taught us that if God needs to use a pandemic, which he didn't create, but he can use it, if he can use it to upend the church and their comfort and what we have placed on the church and making a business of going to church, if he can upend that, man, he's going to do it because he's tired. He's sick and he's tired of weak leaders and pansy Christians. This is just, there's no way around it. He's de young with it. He's so over it. He's so over it because it's not what he created church to be. And yet in order for us to reach the place he wants us to be, we can't expect to not be uncomfortable. We cannot expect to wear jogging pants and flip-flops wherever we go as if it's a beach day. We can't expect to not be needed to dress for the occasion, metaphorically speaking. Dressing for the occasion means picking up your sword, putting on your armor, and getting out there. It might also mean creating a space where you have to wear things that you haven't put on in a long time or that you don't even know what to do with it. And and if I'm going to continue this metaphor, some of us are just out of shape and we don't fit into that wardrobe anymore. We've got it. We own it, but we can't even pick it up. That sword is heavy nowadays because we haven't been working out with it. That armor, we don't fit it anymore because we've allowed ourselves to be lazy and indulgent. And God is saying enough. See, soldiers aren't good if they aren't equipped and if they can't even use the weapons they are because their arms are so tired they can't lift it. Neither can we be called into the presence of the king if we don't at least put some attempt into how we act, how we hold ourselves, and what we're wearing. I get it. Paupers can be called into the presence of the king and honored. I value that. But he usually doesn't let them stay paupers long. He somehow raises them up out of where their standing is. He gives them the dignity they deserve when they walk in the door if they've served him. But he will then equip them, raise them up, and put them in places he needs them to be. Now, that place may be shrouded and look an awful lot like your kitchen. Because you're meant to invest into the generation you're raising. It may mean that we take off the shroud of not wanting more kids because we have these career goals. And God's saying, are you kidding me? Do you know how many unwanted kids I need you to reach? It may mean that we need to give up all the silly, little, habitual dumbness that we've all created in our lives and the little things that we've put in our lives that have become idols. And we need to get uncomfortable because we're not going to have that cell phone at the ready anymore, but we are going to have the Bible. I know you might have a Bible app on your phone, but maybe he's telling you, put the phone down and spend time with me. Maybe he's telling you to sing songs around the house because it brings comfort to the soul of your children or the person next door that hears you. Maybe he's telling you to pick up a guitar so that you can start leading worship in a small group in your house. Maybe he's telling you to give up your schedule, give up your comfort, give up, you know, I don't know what he's calling you to do, but here's what I know he's calling all of us to, not seeking comfort and man's approval. So before we go any further, let's get in the word. Everything I've talked about is based in the word, but it does none of us any good if we don't really dig into the word. We've been talking about not seeking comfort, not even looking for it in that God wants us to have peace. He wants us to have joy. He wants us to have the fruit of the spirit. And in that sense, there is a comfort in Jesus, but seeking to be comfortable in life is what I believe is really killing the church right now. 
there are things happening in our country all around us, including sex trafficking, including abortion, including all of the very undeniably anti-Christ things that we really are struggling with. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the church really has not embraced the power that they have in Jesus Christ, nor have they embraced the fact that we don't belong here. We don't belong here and we are not supposed to blend in. So some scriptures for us. Matthew 16, 24 says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Not a lot of comfort in carrying that cross. Luke 14, 27, Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Okay, our cross to bear is one of the great commission when we tell people about Jesus. We live our life as unto the Lord. We deny ourselves the things of this world. We are willingly gutsy for Jesus. We are bold like a lion, but at the same time, we will get persecuted. But we are not given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. So we do not have a spirit of fear unless we are really indulging in what the world is defining as the moment. But if we let God define the moment for us, he will never give us a spirit of fear. John 15, 20 says, remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they keep my word, they will also keep yours. Okay, so whatever they do to him, they're going to do to you and they didn't treat him well. Yes, he changed the world. He cataclysmically changed the world for all of history. We as Christians know his peace, his love, and his mercy, but we also will know his persecution if we are truly following him and living our life to look like his. 2 Timothy 3.12, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. Luke 9.58, and Jesus said to them, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of the Lord has nowhere to lay his head. So there's this constant movement. You know, a nomadic people would understand that, but people who really enjoy comfort, we resist it. We're like, but I have my shows and my routine and my work and my job and my kids and my sc- the school and this, and I have my friends and my whatever it is. So Luke 9.59 says, to another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Matthew nineteen twenty one said, Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How many of us are not living for ourselves? Most of us are living in some capacity for ourselves, not just for Jesus. Very few are truly living for Jesus Christ. Most, you know, and I'm not saying you, you, you shouldn't like yourself. I'm not saying you shouldn't be successful in business. I'm not saying there aren't things that we will do that are good and great and fulfilling and make us feel good. However, if we're living for ourselves and seeking our own fulfillment rather than Christ's, we need to cast that off and follow Jesus with our whole heart. Sometimes our comfort comes in the way we think. And we think 
for ourselves rather than laying it before the Lord and saying, what of this am I to leave here? And what of, what of this am I to take? And again, I'm not trying to beat people up and make it complicated. I'm just saying, if you're willing to follow Jesus, you must be willing to sacrifice anything that you have to do so if it is going to trip you up, slow you down. But so often we don't look for what Jesus wants us to do. We look for what fits conveniently into our lives. And that's not the same thing. C.S. Lewis once said, I didn't go to religion to make me happy. I always knew a bottle of port would do that. If you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. That is the truth. So in 2021, if we think it's going to be the same as it was in 2019, I'm here to tell you, you're in for a rude awakening because this thing hasn't stopped. The ecclesia, the actual government of the church has awoken and it's going to look very different in the spiritual realm. And if you want to run with that group of people, then we have to get on our face before Jesus every day. We have to pray for our community. We have to pray for the people who we love, but who we have rejected Christ time and time again, and we think they don't want to hear it. We have to be willing to pick up a pen and paper and write letters, emails. We have to be willing to go and protest for the rights that we have in this beautiful nation of ours and not give up. Now, I mean peacefully protest. You know, Martin Luther King Jr., he had his faults. I could list them for you the ones that are known, and yet he was used of God. We need to stop excusing our sin behavior of the past. Let's leave it in the past, ladies. Let's not indulge in it in the present. Let's get rid of it. Let's repent for it and let's move on. But don't think that that disqualifies you. I don't care what you did in the past. If you've repented and moved on, don't let Satan tell you that you're only worthy of jogging pants and flip-flops. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Some of us stay in in the clothes we're in, not only because they're comfortable literally to our routine and our lifestyle, but they're comfortable to what we've defined ourselves to be. See, we want people to treat us like a princess or a queen, but we don't treat anyone else that way, nor do we actually act that way. We haven't become ladies who deserve anything. We want to slum it like the world and yet claim the promises of the Savior God who's calling us out of the world. And we have to stop it and sidebar. And I don't want to beat anyone up except the lies that the world has fed us. That's what we're here for, to set us free from lies. I'm not here to tell you you're a bad person. We're all bad people, actually. You are a bad person. I'm a bad person in that we're born into sin, but we've been set free from those chains by Jesus. But some of us are literally shackling ourselves up again and throwing away the key that God gave us to set us free. And he gives us that choice, which is, which is sad, but he does because some of us are not, some of us aren't taking the freedom he gave us. So today, this is what I want to say. Embrace discomfort because he's not calling us to be comfortable. He's calling us to be warriors and co-rulers with him. Embrace discomfort because the church is going to start seeing who the wizard is behind the curtain and it's going to get ugly before it gets pretty again. Not only in our government is that curtain coming down, but in the church it's coming down too. People who want to be celebrities and rock stars, hey, some people just are put on a pedestal or people like them and, and they aren't seeking that and I value that. And I'm not saying that that's who I'm talking about. But people who seek man's approval, that curtain's coming down. Jesus is over it. 
He wants to use each of us in our neighborhood, in our home, in our church. But we have to get willing to be uncomfortable. We have to be willing to have hard conversations. We have to be willing to pick up the word of God on a daily basis and say, God, your word's not mine. What do you want? So we can do this together. I want you to think of what you have embraced that is simply your comfort zone. And I want you to pray and ask God this week to expose that in your heart, to repent from it, because we all need to. I do too. There are things I've gotten very comfortable with, and God is calling me into something different, and I have resisted. And one of those things for me is fasting. I resisted this thing for so long because I have so many other disciplines in my life. So I'm calling out my own, and I'm going to break that off. And I'm going to repent for it. And I'm going to say, God, your will, not mine. God, I want to know you more. And if it means I'm going to be fasting a lot, I'm doing it. Because these comfortable clothes are not what he's calling me to be in. Peace? Absolutely. Joy? Absolutely. The gifts of the Spirit? Absolutely. But I tell you what, once you do what God tells you to do, and you get a little uncomfortable with self and get far more comfortable in the spirit, you're going to stand out. You're going to look different, but it's going to be a wild and fun ride. And that's what 2021 is going to be, ladies. And it starts today, whenever you're listening to this. So let's, let's pray. God, we want to be equipped and we want to honor you and we want to dress the way you want us to dress. We're going to cast off these lies of comfort. We're going to embrace the truth. We're going to dress for you alone. You are the one we dress up for. You are the one we're here to please and no one else. So God, we take your peace with us wherever we go and we cry out for your wisdom to show us where we're to go. And when we do that, God, we're going to throw off our comfort. We're going to embrace the race that you have put in front of us. We're going to tighten our belts. We're going to do whatever you tell us to do. We're going to read our word. We're going to follow it. And we're going to try and change the world for you to bring people to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies. Happy 2021.